Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Wednesday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. Have our amazing show tonight. This is what we do on Wednesdays. Uh, talk about amazing time to get amazing. Stuff, so. Time to get yeah. a little amazing. And we've got some. We've got some amazing. I I thought it would be fun. We we did a singularity show Monday of last week to kind of revisit the accelerating future we you know we got our, our good friend brian wong does a blog called next big future this is this is big future now tonight we're going to talk about we're talking about trends that indicate the arrival not just of the singularity but of other major future developments that we that, that we track on the show there there are several big coming things that we talk about on the show They're kind of the topics the the, the guiding master topics of the world transform life extension and artificial intelligence and robotics and yes the technological singularity and post scarcity and it's good once in a while to just step back and say well are these things really happening is are, are we on a path that leads to these things and by golly there seem to be some indications that we are heading towards those things and that's what we're that's what we're looking at tonight and uh, the the author of this piece uh, Ray Kurzweil we've talked about on the show many, many, many times, and uh, um, and he's actually uh, been a guest on this show a couple of times. So, um, he, the thing about uh, 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 Kurt, uh, Ray Kurzweil is that uh, he is the guy that talks about these things. He, but now he's uh, he, you know he's he's working for Google. He's actually working to make some of these things happen. So he he knows of which he speaks. Uh, if uh, to the extent that anyone would, uh, he. Uh, he, he knows where what the current state of the art is, and uh, he has a he has a good idea of what what level of technology uh, is required to to accomplish what he's talking about. Yeah, you so, know, what, what when, is, when did that happen? Four or five years ago, that Kurzweil went to work for Google. The singularity got closer yeah. when that happened, for sure. Yeah, that, that's right. Know, that was a, uh, the, that, the future smiled on that on that event, I think, um, yeah. to some extent. To, uh, so, so yeah, our first story is about the singularity, and this is just actually calling back to uh, the discussion we had about it last week. 
because yeah. this is taken from KurzweilAI.net, and the headline is Ray Kurzweil claims singularity will happen by 2045. If you'll recall, last week we were looking at a story that says it could happen by 2029. Ray Kurzweil was at South by Southwest and said that the singularity is going to happen by 2029. He's moved up the singularity by 16 years. And while it was very interesting what was said in the article, one of the things that we looked, noticed as we were reading it was that he never actually said that, right? He never actually said yeah. that the singularity will occur in 2029. So I thought it would be a good idea just to revisit this. And so I went to his clear side. Up what he said, because we, we were a little bit mischaracterizing what he said, a little bit. No, uh, I, I feel I, that the people who wrote the headlines were mischaracterizing what Ray said. Perhaps I, we, so, we, and we were passing that along. But it, all right, at least I was. I'll, I'll say I put it that way, Phil. Um, but uh, here's the thing: I think some of it is a difference in the definition of what the singularity is, because I think Ray has a slightly different uh, uh, understanding of what the singularity is versus what I what what I described as the singularity. When I when we had had that, I said, "Well, what is the singularity? It's the arrival of greater than human intelligence on the planet Earth, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like." Uh, you know, when, when that happens, you know, we've got the singularity. Well, if, you know, by 2029, we've got artificial intelligence that is human level, then, you know, the day after that happens, uh, then you've got the singularity because human, it won't stay at human level. It, it continues to move up, right? And so you've got greater than human level intelligence the day after it, it achieves human level intelligence, you know. So it, it happens. It happens quickly, and so 2029 is our year for the singularity. That's not. That's not the way uh, Ray Kurzweil is defining it, is it? He, he says he's got a different, a second date. He yeah. He he says 2029 is when we have human level intelligence, and that date is very consistent. This is yeah. this is not a new date. He, he's. I think if you if you dust you know blow the dust off your cover of. Uh, the singularity is near from 2005. I believe that that's the same year, and I think that the that the 2045 year is the same year too. So to, to to Ray, the window is one of about 16 years between when the first human level artificial intelligence arrives and what he describes as the singularity occurs, and that is um, straight from his article: when humans multiply our effective intelligence by a billion fold, merging with the intelligence we have created. So to Ray, and it could just be. You know, this this comes down to a difference between how far into the future can you see, um, because the singularity is all about reaching that point where we can no longer make meaningful predictions about the future. Ray looks at it and he goes, um, I mean, we look at it and we go, well, 2029, human-level artificial intelligence, all bets are off after that. There's no predicting. Ray goes, oh, no, 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 you can keep predicting right up until about 2045, and that's when it falls off the map, right? That's That's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's when there is so much intelligence, so much acceleration occurring that even Ray can't say what what happens beyond that point. Of course, in his book, he then goes on and continues to talk about what what happens because that's that's Ray. But um, yeah, it it is the the distinction between saying that uh, human level artificial intelligence will arrive, um, which very likely will by 2029. I think that's probably a if if anything feels like a conservative date at this point, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. The difference between that happening and just the total event horizon of history, which 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 occurs which occurs a little bit later. So so in some ways, I think by having the lag between the two, and who knows if it's 16 years or 16 minutes, right? Between uh, uh, 
between those two events, um, having a lag between them will help people. Uh, I think it's important for people to 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 see that lag there, to understand that there's a t- distinction there. Otherwise, people are going to go, well, there it is. There's a human-level artificial intelligence. The world's still exactly the same, right? And it's like, well, yeah. it, it, maybe it will be that week, but it won't be for long. Um, yeah. And and what it indicates on the same curve that we've been on with all other computer technology developing is that the world is heading in a completely unpredictable direction, um, and that and that's the turning point. So, 2029, big turning point. 2045, all bets are off. I guess that that that's the. <laughs> the important cataloging of those dates there. Singularity doesn't all, move up. All, all bets are off for people that are of uh, you know of hum, you know mostly amid, original substrate human level intelligence, right? I mean, are are you know so it, you know by that point, hopefully uh, you know enough of us have uh, have plugged into this stuff that uh, we're still we're still on top of it, you know and still uh, track so of the future. That's right. I like that's it. Right. Yeah, but you know by the time we reach that point, maybe. You and I, Phil, couldn't have done it, but uh, you know maybe Phil and Stephen of that time can, can keep track because you know we've we've, we've stayed up on things. Maybe that's you know, right. That's well, we've been doing pod- podcasts the whole time, so <laughs> exactly. that'll help us. Or whatever podcasting becomes by that point, right? So <laughs> we'll be feeding <laughs> stories directly into people's brains. That's um, right. At that point. <laughs> it'll, it'll be pretty awesome. Okay, so so there's that. The singularity is coming. Um, just you know, put it in your calendars, 2029, um, 2045, those, those, mark those dates. That's important. And now let's look at some other, uh, let's look at some other big future happening now kinds of stories. Cause I think there's, uh, there's some interesting stuff going on here. A, a lot of these stories, by the way, come from the Kurzweil site, um, tonight. Uh, if, if you're gonna talk about the big future arriving, there's a couple of good places you can go. Next Big Future is one, and Kurzweil AI is another one. So here's this story. Future lightwave computers could run 100,000 times faster. And I'll just read the, um, the lead here. Using extremely short pulses of terahertz radiation instead of electrical currents could lead to future computers that run 10 to 100,000 times faster than today's state-of-the-art electronics, according to an international team of researchers writing in the journal Nature Photonics. Let me tell you what's interesting to me about this. A couple things that uh, really really get my attention about this. One is this is another answer to the Moore's Law question. We, right. we, we, we've talked about the fact that um, Gordon Moore in 1965, I think it was, observed that the number of processors on a microchip increases, or excuse me, uh, doubles every 18 months. And that law has been a consistent driver of the entire computer revolution for all of our lifetimes, right? For, for decades now, that's been in place. In the last couple of years, there has been a real concern about that law, which is not a law, it's an observation of a trend, uh, that, that, that that trend would be coming to an end, that we've, we've reached the point where we've packed as much onto a silicon chip as we possibly can, and we're not going to see those kinds of doublings occur with chips um, may, maybe as soon as now, right? That maybe we've already hit that limit or that we're going to hit that limit in the next couple or three years. And so we've looked at potential remedies to this. You know, what, what's the answer to that? If we, if we don't see the continued doubling of computing power, a lot of the accelerating trends that we describe, including the one we just talked about, the singularity, 
is a is a non-starter, right? Those things can't happen yeah. and, uh, unless right. our uh, unless our capabilities keep increasing. And we've talked about different technologies that might potentially address that. The moving from CPUs to GPUs was one example. This new emphasis on quantum computing is another example. And then here's one coming from really a, a fairly unexpected part of the technology industry as far as I'm concerned. You know, the folks who do photonics, they're saying, well, just forget electronics. Uh, forget about moving electrons around inside of a chip. We're, we're going to use light signals inside of a chip, and suddenly the computers are going to go 10 to 100,000 times faster. So you get a lot more processing power out of those kinds of speeds. And um, I, I don't know. It seems to me that this, this, this opens up, if, if they're right, and they can deliver anything like what they're talking about here. Um, this this puts away any any fears of Moore's law uh, dissipating anytime soon. What do you think? Right, I, I agree. There's you know, and so to some extent, uh, the the people that say that uh, uh, Gordon's law is um, uh, is is going to you know come to an end, and to some extent, they're right because the law just speaks of putting more and more processors in a smaller and smaller space, and that increases the speed of, and, and capability of these processors as that happens. Mm-hmm. And to some, you know, you know, at some point, you can't do that anymore. But there's, uh, you know, what, what happens is what has always happened. Uh, before it was processors, it was vacuum tubes, and, you know, and, 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 and other things that were, um, it, that increased in capability, and then you just moved on to the next thing when you reached the limit of, limits of that last thing. Then, you, you know, we moved from vacuum tubes to transistors, from transistors to integrated circuits, et cetera. And so it's, we'll just make a move to something that's a little different. And uh, this is one possibility of something that's different and that will take over. And so Gordon's Law will be dead at that point, but we're, our capabilities continue to increase because, you know, um, Gordon Moore's law, law, Stephen. I know you want to name the law after yourself, but come on, it's Moore's thank law. You, thank you, thank you. I knew I was saying it wrong. Just, I mean, just right. say Stephen's law. You know, when it's... <laughs> well, you know, I can't credit where it's I, due. Come on, you're naming I, it after yourself. I think I, like uh, I think I'm going to go back and call it. And we all call something like this Ray's law because uh, yeah, Ray's, sure. Ray Kurzweil is the one who's saying that no more is was right. But he was he was he was thinking smaller than what I'm thinking. He he was right about in, integrated circuits. Um, with uh, with Ray, uh, he's saying it's it's always been around. The universe has, uh, you know, you can look back to the beginning of time, and uh, the capability of uh, computation has uh, gone from you know chemical to DNA to in our brains to you know, and, and, and every substrate has uh, has increased the capability of. Of, uh, of computation, uh, and uh, so more, not Gordon. More is um, <laughs> is right, Gordon Moore. Was, you know, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Gordon Moore. Yeah. Um, so he was he was right, uh, but uh, he was uh, he, he was he was he was looking at just that one area, and uh, he was seeing the what was happening in that area. But uh, it's going to continue to happen after after his Gordon Moore's law is done. So, anyway. Well, it's, it's interesting, Thanks you know, Phil. that, that, uh, um, well, no, I just, I like that. I, I'll call it Phil's law from now on. I just, you took your own name and stuck it on there. Um, I, I like that, um, that both of these laws, um, the, the Moore variation and Kurzweil's variation, which is also known as the law of accelerating returns, 
right? Because it's much bigger, much bigger context. Um, both of them are really just observations. You can call them laws because they're predictive and they talk about what's going to happen next. But all all Gordon Moore ever did was he said, "Look, this is happening." Right? He said, yeah. "Look at the data. This this thing is occurring." And that's what and that's what Ray does too. He says, "This yeah. is occurring." Um, so let's project you know, this no out. One would, no one has, was as surprised as uh, Gordon Moore himself as to how long this thing has gone on. I, I think he, he originally thought, and we can, we, can, uh, we can expect this to continue for the next 10 years. <laughs> I think yeah. that's pretty much yeah. how he put it initially. But uh, obviously it's, it's turned out to be uh, a driver of so much for so long. Had, uh, it, had it petered out 10 years later or 20 years later, we'd be living in a, in a, very, uh, in a very different, different world. world. But not only not only does it not seem to peter out, uh, even on the silicon side, they they see they seem to keep thinking up interesting new ways to do things. These new computing paradigms keep showing up, and and that's really what we're that's what we're looking at with this particular story. And this is basically using light to do conventional computing. But what's interesting is the the signals are moving so fast that you could also do potentially quantum computing with this which is uh, which which is discussed in here so here's a here's a methodology for creating essentially a quantum computer using what we would have thought of was a conventional microchip architecture although sending a different kind of a signal on it so this actually gets over my head pretty quick. Um, yeah, reading reading the story, I'm not I'm not going to you know <laughs> try to draw any diagrams or anything like that. But it it just goes to show you there's layers within layers of potential here. That the possibility right. for acceleration is both in in the medium and it's in you know the basic architecture and it's in kind of the underlying physical physics processes that are driving the whole thing. Those are all in play, and each one of those can potentially be exploited, can potentially be leveraged in ways that we haven't looked at before, we haven't thought about before, and that can open up huge new computational capability. So if anything, um, we, we, we may be at the end of Moore's law because we're going to see in the coming decades a huge acceleration of acceleration. That We're going to say doubling every 18 months, you know, we're, we're going to start doubling every six months or something like that. And... Um, you know, I, I I don't have math to back that up. I'm just saying that w- when you look at the that the space that we're in and the number of possibilities that are being considered, that that's as likely as Gordon as oh, now I said it Gordon's law as Moore's law coming to an end. That I think it's as likely that it's going to speed up as it is that it's going to go away. Right. Right. Okay. So what else we got? We, uh, we got we got two more uh, extremely interesting stories here, Phil. Um, Let's get to them. Transcranial alternating current stimulation used to boost working memory. So, uh, uh, you know, don't before you, uh, you know, just uh, apply current to your head uh, willy nilly. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is to be done by uh, experts only with their equipment. So, any rate, uh, we always happening? try to give some warnings whenever we talk about this subject. But uh, this, you know. <laughs> Kids don't try this at home. Don't just pull the Definitely. cord off your lamp and jack it into your head or anything like that. But yeah. this 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 has been, you know, the, the research that's done in this area, we talked about it, uh, I don't know, it's been a couple of years now or a year and a half anyway since we've done a show specifically about this. But this idea of running an electrical current across the brain to make the brain perform better is a fascinating idea. And this is just 
some research that shows, yep, this works. And in this instance, uh, you can you can boost your working memory by adding an electric current to your brain. And this is, you know, serious scientific research, and they show they show real results here, and it and it really does work. How close this means we are to actually having implants, having transcranial devices, I think we're still a long ways off. But we keep seeing more and more incremental evidence, work being done, showing that, that, that there's something here. And it seems to me that this speaks to the fact that eventually I think we're going to start wiring our brains up. You know, oh yeah, the, and to some extent we are. We've already begun to. Um, there are people that uh, have, uh, you know, suffer with just debilitating depression. They've already got, uh, you know, devices that uh, are basically, you know, they've been described as pacemakers for your brain, basically mm-hmm. uh, that allow allow these people to uh, to function a little better. And um, and it's it's just stimulating parts of their brain that. Uh, are not are not working properly to allow them to experience you know some i mean it's it's a very sad situation where you're not you're just simply uh, not you cannot feel normal joy that uh that everyone else feels and uh, if it's bad enough and 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 a medication fails then uh there there are people that are already using uh devices uh to uh to allow them to function and uh so that's uh that's that's actually already begun but um, obviously, there's yeah, other other uh, other potential patients could be uh, uh, helped with uh, different devices. Uh, tra- traumatic brain injury patients, stroke, ep- epilepsy, uh, help, help people not have uh, seizures. That's uh, um, you know that's important stuff there. So um, and, and you know I, I think ultimately um, you know people that uh, you know are not. Uh, suffering from something like that may choose to uh, uh, to stimulate different parts of their brains at different times. You know, you, you know, I'm about to go take a math test, Phil. Let's say, and uh, you know, maybe I need uh, the portion of my brain that's uh, good with that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, clicking on all, you know, really, really working well. Uh, maybe I maybe I put uh, the, something on my head to to help stimulate that. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Well, I think I, I think. You know, every, everything everything you say there is is, is correct. To, to the extent that progress has been made clinically up to this yeah. point, where 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 people are actually receiving treatments, it has been in kind of the the remedial space, and there's a ton of that yet to be done. I think we'll we'll see we'll see more yeah. and more of that. We'll see probably treatments for neurological disorders um, that that haven't been addressed up to this point and some of the diseases of aging and and some of that kind of stuff part of what's interesting about this is we have so much yet to learn about the brain and how it works but we seem to be learning quite a bit and learning quite a bit about how even a small thing like you know sending a current across the brain can make this can make this huge difference but one of one of the things that's bound to happen is as this kind of research increases is we get a better and better map of what kind of signal will boost what kind of behavior will will improve yeah. what kind of um, brain function and eventually you can almost imagine there will be this kind of multi-purpose brain implant that, yeah. that, that, that people will get both for preventing or dealing with any of the conditions you just talked about epilepsy or um, paralysis or, or any of those kinds of things but also you know, it's your morning cup of coffee. 
right? It's like, well, I have got to be on track today, so I'm just going to amp it up. Right? I'm just yeah. going to, you know, I'm or, or I'm studying for a test. In this, in the case of this research, I need my memory to really work right now, right? I really need right. to be able to commit this stuff to to memory. Right. And you you just, know, I'm about to I'm about to go into a party, and uh, I really want to be uh, I really want to be uh, on it socially, right? I want to be able yeah. to. Uh, uh, you know, I want to be on my A game and not not be a. <laughs> I don't want to be the uh, the buzzkill at the party. I want to be uh, I want to be the guy, right? So, in, instead of uh, <laughs> instead of downing uh, alcohol uh, to uh, to be the life of the party, you, uh, you you put one of these, of these things on your head. Um, so and and uh, you know it might actually work better, right? So uh, that's uh, um, you know no lampshades on your head here, right? So um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so just pure brain. Pure brain. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you know. I, I think that we, we're going to see a lot more of this, and it's 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 interesting that um, that this research keeps popping up. We're just going to we're going to see more and more of this until either um, we 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 all start thinking about getting brain brain implants, or there's a pharmacological solution that starts doing the same things, right? That it, right. And, it, and, it, and it could come down to you know, will the chemical solutions for these be better, or will the you know, kind of exterior electronic uh, solutions of this be better. Stay tuned. We'll know. We'll know more later. But um, I, I'm perfectly willing to stick wires in my head if uh, if if the benefits are there. <laughs> okay, our last story. This is a this is an awfully exciting one too. Talking uh, I about the, one I love this story. We we saved. And to some extent, you know, I mean, we started the show with a singularity, Phil. But I, I'm more. I'm. I think I might be more excited about this story. Believe well, this is the live to see it portion of the of the show right here. Okay, right, you right. Wanna, you know, if you want to if you want to live a nice, long, healthy life, you've got to take some comfort from this headline: molecule kills elderly cells, reduces signs of aging in mice. Um, I, the the amount of research going on to make mice live longer right now is astounding to me. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a population of mice that uh, just I don't know they live for centuries. Uh, el- but, elderly mice, yeah, yeah, they're just hanging out, <laughs> healthy, and doing well. Old, healthy mice. That's right. Yeah. Youthful, vital mice. Um, but uh, this is this is just one of the best things. Um, taking damaged cells, taking cells that are old, and um, basically getting rid of them and letting new cells grow in place. And the effect is, you got a younger mouse on your hands. You know, this is this is a very straightforward uh, set of treatments that they're that they're implementing here. Um, and I don't know, it looks to me like it addresses all of the, you know, seven different issues of senescence that Aubrey de Grey talks about in, uh, in, in, in his treatment of that idea at the same time. It, you know, it, could, it could, Phil, because, you know, um, and, and when we've had uh, Aubrey de Grey on the show and he described what needs to be done to, uh, to, Cure aging, basically, and he talks about the seven things that make us old, and how difficult these each of these problems are, right? And I asked him once, you know, uh, uh, you know, what if we what if we solve six of the seven things? Uh, does that help us, you know, live longer? And he says, not really. You know, you yeah. got you know, you really have to. It's you got seven bullets flying at you. If you deflect six, you're still going to die. You know. And uh, it, it, you know, you, and they all hit you about the same time, and so uh, you know, and and that, and so if you get hit by one of these bullets, it's still going to kill you about at the same time as you would have been killed otherwise. So you got to got to solve them all. And uh, to me, I, I found that just a little bit depressing because uh, you know, 
what we're talking about is such difficult uh, uh, problems to solve. But what if it could all be done in one, you know, one one thing could accomplish all of them? Well, that may be what we're looking at here. And uh, and they're, they're starting human trials on this right away, aren't they, Phil? I mean, this happened, you know, uh, we, we could uh, we could see the beginnings of uh, of of, uh, of this if it's if this is something that pans out we might we we might uh, we might get some treatment for aging much sooner than I had anticipated and, you know I'm I've been one that's uh, <laughs> I've been been predicting it would ha- it would arrive very soon well this this looks like it's right on track this this could be it this this could yeah. be or, or at least a big a big part of the of, of the picture what we're talking about here is a, is a molecule that it, it's kind of a complex chain so i won't try to uh, i won't try to get too deep into it but basically it's a molecule that enables um uh, other molecules introduced into the cell to eliminate the senescent cells without um, damaging the healthy cells and without causing other forms of damage it really just you, you get the whole story if you if you if you read the article or you get a much better picture of the article without causing other forms of damage that that those chemicals might have caused you know the, the point is um it's hard to it's hard to kill just one kind of cell but this is putting a bullseye right on those senescent cells and it's and it's not hurting the uh, the the young vital cells it's it, it's acting exactly as we would want a treatment of aging to behave at the cellular level very exciting stuff and yeah i'm hoping that we can see it for humans in the near future and you know what Stephen? we're out of time again how, how does this happen I mean, <laughs> this half hour format i just don't know if we're going to be able to keep doing this we, we, <laughs> well, I like we have it. so I like many it it's, uh, <laughs> allows our uh, allows our listeners to uh you know have Commute-sized bites of this stuff. I, That's I like true. Them. That's true. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it there on our uh, big future. But don't worry, we're going to be back on Friday with a brand-new show. And, of course, we will have a dip into the archives with the best of the world transformed tomorrow. Look forward to being with you all next time. And until next time, live to see it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.